Amen. God is so good to us. And uh, this morning, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And uh, it, it's a rejoicing day and a sad day all in one. And so, Lord willing, we'll all get through it uh, in a good way this morning. But uh, uh, today is our last Sunday with Pastor Tim and Eve and uh, Wayne and Sally Snow. And uh, so we'll eat, we'll, we'll eat chili with onions and we'll make sure like, like it's the onions that are causing us to cry. Amen. But... Uh, it's so good. So I'm going to invite Pastor Tim and Eve to come up. They're going to lead us in our Advent. And they're going to share the word with us this morning. So welcome them as they come. Love you, man. Love you, buddy. It uh, several years ago. Ben, is it five years? Little over five years, yeah, and uh, they came and uh, uh, became a part of our church. And as most of you know, uh, Eve is Wayne and Sally's daughter, and so they were on the mission field for over twenty years, and then felt the Lord bringing them back, and they ended up being based here with us. And then within less than a year, Tim was on staff with us, serving as our executive pastor, and helped us through just a transitional season, an awesome time, and just you guys were just truly an answer to prayer in our life, and have been, and uh, it's been such a blessing having you with us. And uh, uh, this is not right, but anyway, we have to. Say. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. <laughs> so we hope to see you real soon. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Thanks, Pastor, for, this, for the kind words and the song. Um, a lot of people maybe thought that we were here because Tim was on staff. Um, yeah, I got to do Lead Solid Rock Sisters, things like that. But actually, we, we came to this church just because we wanted a church. Um, and mom and dad were here, and they've been here for 15 years plus. And so we didn't know really any of you, uh, but we knew Pastor, uh, Pastor Don and Pastor Sue. And um, we, when missionaries come back from the mission field, it's so hard to find your place. It's so hard to, to fit in because you don't fit in. I mean, we have American passports, and um, we were born and raised in Chico, but and when you're gone for 20 years, you're just awkward. Let's just be honest, okay? Uh, we're still kind of awkward, so that's, that's, you know, yeah. At least, exactly. So we fit right in. Um, that's why we, yeah, that's why we got on so well with Pastor Don and Pastor Sue, because awkward is really what this church is all about. Um, awkward is, no, can, yeah, can I get a witness right there, Jill? Um, She's on the top of her game this But, but honestly, awkward is, um, it's it's kind of what the kingdom is about. The upside down kingdom, you know, the last shall be first, the first shall be last. Like where, do, where does that work in this world? Um, but, but Jesus says, you know, the, read it from, from cover to cover, right? A lot of things, um, they're, they're not going to make sense in current culture. They're not going to make sense in our finite human brains because the world was created by an infinite God who has infinite wisdom 
and has a plan of how the world he created from start to finish would operate. And we, of course our minds can't comprehend that because our minds just are about, about this big, you know, put your two fists together. So anyway, we're, we, we have a few more things to share, but um, what we want to do is the, the second Advent candle and, um, and then we'll share a little bit more. This is week two, the candle of peace. This Sunday, we light the second Advent candle, the candle of peace. This candle reminds us that because of Jesus, we can experience a Christmas free from turmoil and chaos. And I, I think you're going to have to say, you know, free from turmoil and chaos. That means your heart and your mind can be at peace. There, there's chaos all around, so we can't necessarily um, control all of that. Um, but when our heart and mind lines up with the Lord and what he has in mind, then there's peace. Um, so regardless of our circumstances or our situations, he offers us peace that passes understanding. Again, my human mind, my finite, my, my finite mind cannot understand. That's why it's called peace that passes understanding. It's beyond outside of the bounds of human understanding. And that's where the Lord's amazing, infinite, all-knowing, all-powerfulness comes in. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thank you, Father. You are the God. You are the God who gives peace. And this time of Advent, Lord, it is a time to reflect, remember, truly what brings us true peace, what brings us real peace in this world. And it's you. It's your spirit in us. It's you speaking words of peace into our lives. Peace be still in the, in the midst of storms. It's your powerful word that gives us peace and an anchor in these chaotic times, Lord, that we're in. You bring order and peace. So, Lord, we just want to say thank you for sending your son, who is the Prince of Peace. And, um, Lord, thank you that this gift of peace, you, Jesus, reside in us by your spirit. And so in the midst of all that is happening in our lives and in the world today. Lord, we can be still and know that you are God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we wanted to um, give mom and dad a chance to say something if they would like to. So. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> well, 
I just want you to know about tears because I have a lot of them. <laughs> and they're not sad tears, they're thankful tears. I, I mean, to be with you guys this long in this place, doing what we do, hugging each other and, you know, everything, ministering. It's just tears of joy, really. And, and so tears are not bad, right? Yeah. Right. And, and once I, I heard somebody said, tears are a language that God understands. So when nobody else does, God does. Um, I just want to say we've been so blessed here to have a family. What a big family. I have one brother, okay? <laughs> and when I, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I was so excited because then I had a whole bunch of sisters. And so that's how I feel about you. And, and I just, I, I don't think there's going to be a, I mean, we won't be here, but we will be here if you know what I mean. Our hearts will be here with you, and we just love each one of you, and I could go on forever, so I won't. Thank you. Well, uh, I have a lot to say, but I won't take the time to say it all. Uh, it it takes me a while to get the, the the story out, and I have some close friends who who say, "Come on, Wayne, spit it out." <laughs> so I'm going to spit it out for you. <laughs> when I was uh, flying with my wife over to Tajikistan to see my kid. Uh, I asked him, Lord, I think that there's another reason why I'm going to Tajikistan other than the reasons I know to uh, be a pastor of the International Church and to be a teacher in the international school. And I said, but what is it, Lord? And the Lord spoke to me one word, and he said, relationships. And so I, I took that into my two years while we were over there. But when I came back to the United States, I knew that it would be relationships is where it's all at. And that's what has been so special about this church and this congregation. And it's the relationships that you build one to one. And then collectively, we have brothers and sisters that are closer than our own family. And that's what this church has meant to me. Uh, Pastor Sue and Pastor Don and, and you all. Each one of you has a story. Each one of you has a, a something that the Lord has done. A testimony and those testimonies 
are between you and the Lord, but they are so special. And that's what makes you special to my wife and I. Thank you very much for letting us be a part of your, your life. God bless you. Yeah, so this isn't the first big pack it up that mom and dad have done because in 20 or 2001, um, they packed up our childhood home in Chico after 28 years there and came to Tajikistan as missionaries. Dad was talking about that, coming to pastor the international church there and teach at the international school. And that our kids went to that school. Tim and I were involved in that church. So um, that was a wonderful two years for us because we'd already been there since 96. So to have family, to have mom and dad for those two years. And then when they came back, they came to this area. So that's 18 years here now. So yeah, and Tim and I have done a lot of packing and relocating um, in our 30 years of marriage. But the... Um, the you know relationship piece like dad was saying and mom was saying too of of who the lord connects us to because we're uh, his kids we get we gather here i mean it's a it's a nice building and there's a really nice um, building across the way that we're going to move into but it's it's absolutely not about any of it of this part of it the physical part of it it's about all of you sitting out there and how the Lord connects our hearts and connects our stories. And so we're, we're super grateful. Um, what we wanted to, to share from the word this morning actually comes from Luke 2, and Pastor already read it <laughs> um, for the, the offering time. So I'm not going to read it again, but I'm just telling you it's the, the second half. It's Luke 2, chapter 2, verses 22 through 39. But really, we just wanted to highlight this idea of waiting as we're in this Advent season. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for Christmas. It's going to happen on the 25th. It, it always does every year. And um, kids wait for what? Yeah, what's under, what's under the tree? What's going to be under the tree, right? Um, at, hey, I'm an adult. I'm still excited for what's maybe going to be under the tree except we're not going to have a tree, but that's okay. Um, but the, the waiting, the anticipating, which is actually a really hard thing because um, a lot of us are pretty impatient. I'm super impatient. I don't know. Anybody else? Patience? Issues? Okay. All right. Good. Not alone. Um, but I just wanted to, to highlight before Tim comes to share more, um, Simeon and Anna, these, these two people that we see here, they've been waiting. And if we, if we do the math on Anna, if she's 84 at that time, and she'd been serving in the temple since about 24, say, or somewhere in her mid-20s, you know, I mean, 60 years of waiting, it's a long time. Um, you know, Simeon, we don't know necessarily, but were they just were they just sitting and hanging out and I don't know, being bumps on a log? No. 
We, we don't know exactly what all they were doing, but serving in the temple tells us a lot about Anna. Um, Simeon, it says he was righteous and devout. He was, he was living right. He was devout. He was committed. He was consistent. So we, we, we see these glimpses of their character, and they were, were absolutely staying on track with what the Lord wanted them to do, God, um, Jesus wasn't there yet, obviously, so they were like, okay, there's this promise. They, they were prophesied a promise. Anna herself was a prophetess. They were prophesied a promise, and they were waiting, but also actively waiting. They were working. They were staying ready. They were staying alert, which, I don't know, at 84, staying alert sounds pretty challenging maybe and continuing to serve in the temple i i don't know um but i just um yeah we just wanted to encourage you this morning with this kind of waiting this almost but not yet piece of yeah really we're we're somewhere we're somewhere here i was going to say in the middle but we're not in the middle we're getting towards the end if you read the end of the book and you look at what's happening around you you see things lining up in a way that tells us that Jesus is coming back. So we also wait we, with anticipation, wait for the promises that have been prophesied. And we see them happening around us. And we can't get the confirmations of those promises. And we can't get hope or... Um, I would say his perspective, the Lord's perspective on those promises from the news or from social media or from most of the places or a lot of the places that we get our information. We can, we can get it from um, the author um, who, who prophesied those promises, whose story is it, and that's where we get the correct information about that. And so my encouragement for you is just to continue to um, tune into the author and perfecter of our faith, not be distracted by the noise around you, and um, stay tuned into him so that you can track with his promises and the fulfillment of those promises in your lives. He's got awesome things in store. And the reason why we don't know that's what a prophecy is, like, here's, you know, the Messiah will come. Did they know what that would look like? No. Because knowing too much information too soon, again, back to our human minds, it would blow our minds. We wouldn't be able to contain the, on, the awesomeness and the wonder and the awe and the sheer glory of it. And so he says, I tell you, the, I give you these glimmers of hope and I give you this information and I give you the prophecies and the promises so you can hold tight to them and hold tight to me because I actually am the one who, it's my gift to you and just track with me and trust me. So I, I pray that for us in this season that we'll just track with him so closely that we won't miss a moment of what he has for us in the days ahead.
Yeah, good word. I, um, I'm just going to share a few thoughts as well around this whole theme of waiting. And it is a, it is a theme that weaves its way through Scripture. And, um, yeah, we, we won't be long. But, you know, but we, you can't eat chili and, uh, before 11.30, I mean. So, I mean, you just, just, just hold still and rest and, you know, get, get hungrier. <laughs> Chili for brunch? You know, that just (laughs) doesn't sound right. Okay. So, there you go. Uh, Hey, that that could work. (laughs) An egg on top. Uh, Is there such thing as chili benedicts? Okay. We could try that. (laughs) Um, I just want to echo really what has been shared by these amazing three people who went before me and just um, say I'm so grateful to have been part of this fellowship and this community and to be part of your team, Pastor, um, that that was, I really never saw that coming. And it was a beautiful surprise and a gift um, for me and my family. And I hope this church, that we were able to have this season um, of serving here and 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 just being part of life in the community and um, shoulder to shoulder with you and tackling and wrestling through things as transition requires at times. So um, I'm just so grateful, grateful for you, Pastor. Yeah, love you. Yeah. So um, man, we have such amazing, uh, such great reason to be waiting, waiting intentionally, waiting with with um, expectation. There's this whole, and I love the fact that we had communion today because this communion and Advent have a lot in common. And what I see in common here between communion and Advent, this season of Advent, and Advent just means coming, and what we're doing is we're anticip we're reflecting we're remembering and we're anticipating something and this that's the same with communion we're reflecting we're remembering what christ has done for us and we're anticipating his coming again and um and so the two really tie together really beautifully and so this whole season of advent i just my encouragement to you and to myself is let's Stay in a, in a posture of remembering and reflecting. And what are, what are we waiting for? They were waiting for Anna and Simeon and, and, and um, the, the, the Old Testament um, people of faith were waiting for a Messiah. They were waiting for the consolation of Israel. They were waiting for the comforter. And he's already come. We know that. And, but we are still waiting we're waiting for him to re- we're waiting for him to return again the second advent and we're waiting for that time and so um we're on the other side of it and yet the waiting continues this whole theme of waiting um and it's a it's an exercise uh, advent is an exercise in waiting but throughout the scriptures there's this whole theme of 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 waiting of psalms 40 Verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. Isaiah, blessed are all those who wait for him. Uh, Acts, wait for the gift my father promised. First Thessalonians, we've, been, we've forsaken our, the idols. We've, we've uh, repented. We've turned from idols to, to 
cling to God in a relationship with him. And it says we're waiting for his son from heaven. We're waiting. Creation, there's a cosmic waiting. Creation itself is waiting to be redeemed. It's groaning in expectation. God is going to make all things new. There's, a, there's this hope. And all creation in, its, in, in some a mysterious way is waiting and anticipating this redemption. So there's this redemption going out. There's this, there's this holy anticipation of what God uh, is doing and is going to do. What he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. So what are you waiting for? And is it worth the wait? Um, I want to just encourage you, yes, and remind you, yes, it's worth the wait. Things get hard down here, and things get tough. And we tend to forget, don't we? We have a, God's people just kind of have this, um, historically, this, this issue of forgetting. And there's this call to remember, to remember, to remember our first love, to remember uh, what God has done for us, to remember his faithfulness that he's going to see us through to the other side. So take time to reflect and remember and anticipate this, this Advent season. Um, and there's some ways we can do that. But let's just, I just want to look at Simeon a little bit. We don't know, as, as Eve was saying, how old Simeon was. Uh, we we kind of get the the picture that he's probably was a pretty old man, um, just because of some of the things that are said about him, and it had been revealed to him that he would see the Lord's Christ, he would see the Messiah before he died. God gave him that promise. Um, he could persevere in waiting because he had a "you said" from God. He could say, "God, you said." this. And I think in some, as we walk with the Lord, God gives us these you said moments where we anchors in our faith, where we can always go back to and say, God, you said, you said, you said that my child would be saved. You said that I would be healed from this sickness. You said, you said that I would see a legacy in my family. You said that my marriage would be restored. You said moments are those things that we cling to and we hold on to. Just like Simeon, he had a you said. And, and collectively, God's people have always had these you said things to hold on to. Words from God, prophecies, prophecies. And uh, they didn't all, all of God's people, all of Israel didn't collectively embrace those you saids from God. Some of them did, some of them forgot. And in God's church, we're, we, we're a mixed bag. Some of us are forgetting, and we can't forget. Encourage each other to remember and to reflect and to embrace what God has for us in these you said moments, these promises from God, because they're easy. It's easy for us to get caught up in the chaos, caught up in the confusion, caught up in whatever is happening in our lives, and we miss we miss those moments of just embracing God once again and saying, God, you said, you said it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust you. Simeon was someone who persevered in that waiting. It was revealed to him that he would not die before he saw the Christ, the Messiah. And God was faithful. See, so the temptation, and, I, and he had the temptation. He dealt with the temp temptation, just like all of us, to forget to forget. And 
but he was waiting. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, a promise that had been given to him personally, something to hold on to. What has God given you to hold on to in your faith? What is God? Um, re- what, what moments in your faith and your walk with him has God given you a promise? And we don't pull promises out of a hat. Um, we, we can't do that. But they're all based and founded on the word of God. That's the, that's the foundation for all of God's promises. But sometimes God gives us something specific, unique to our lives and to our situation that we can, that we can go back to and anchor it in the word of God don't forget that. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, confusion around what is, how do we hear from God? What do I, do? Uh, you know, what is a promise from God? It's not something, like I said, that we pull out of a hat that we just kind of, kind of dream up. It's God's word established, and he, he, but yet he's personal. He, it, it's like looking in a mirror, and that's what James says when we look at the word of God. Where, where there's a reflection, it's it's pointing it it's pointing it back it's pointing the word of God back to us. We're looking at ourselves essentially when we're in the word of God, and then what happens is we we can be like the the person James warned us about and forget immediately immediately uh, walk away and forget what God has said, or we can be doers, and part of doing is remembering and embracing. And then living our lives according to that promise. I'm going to live in alignment with what you said, God. I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to forget. Uh, and so, so that whole analogy or that, that idea of being a mirror to look into, God reveals things to us in his word. And then we, we take hold of it. We take hold of that. So Simeon was one who is an example of that. Uh, that what was he waiting for? The first advent. He was waiting for the for for the Messiah to come the first time. We're waiting for the deliverer, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus, to come again, and uh, to comfort His people and to uh, be the fulfillment of our hope and our future with Him. So the promises of God give us an anchor, give us something to focus on, give us a target. They are the things that uh, we seek in life and that we hold on to. And Simeon had this singular purpose to see the Lord's Christ. And he was not simply waiting for himself. His, his was not a selfish waiting that, uh, you know, we can, we can wait for things selfishly. But his was, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was, he was waiting as a representative of God's people. And I'm sure there was a lot of intercession going on throughout his life as he, as he interceded for God's people. Um, so he kind of stood in the gap, I believe. Um, and he reminds us that a life... Devoted to seeking God, waiting for His promises, it doesn't give us all the answers. It doesn't give us, like Eve was saying, you know, it doesn't give us all the information at once. It doesn't give us quick fixes. Uh, it's it's often an exercise in waiting. But when we're able to, like Simeon, see, when we're able to embrace the promise of God and persevere in the waiting then we're going to notice it when it comes. 
a lot of God's people didn't notice Jesus when he came. They didn't recognize him as the Messiah because they weren't waiting intentionally for him, right? They weren't waiting with expectation. And so uh, when, when he came, they, they didn't recognize him, unfortunately. But Simeon did. He held that baby in his arms, and he, he embraced the Messiah. Wow, what a fulfillment of a promise. So waiting culminates for God's people, for you and me who walk with Jesus. Waiting culminates in not just kind of a, a moment of satisfaction or fulfillment. Waiting really culminates in graduation. So waiting is gradu ultimately graduating. Because Simon's, or Simeon said, now I've seen the Messiah. I've seen him firsthand. I've embraced him. Now, Lord, you can, you can dismiss your servant in peace. That's how I want to go, in peace. And we all, can, we all can go in peace because we have a hope in a future. And Simeon said, I, I dismiss, you can dismiss me right now. I'm ready to go. I've seen the Messiah. I've, I've, it's culminated in everything I've lived for and dreamed about and hoped for. And you can dismiss, you can graduate me, God. I'm ready. Graduate me. And, and that graduation is a well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. You've graduated. And now take hold of this promise. Take hold of this hope and this future that I have for you. Wow, what an example Simeon gives us. And then Anna, amazing. Anna, uh, just this, as Eve mentioned Anna a little bit. So uh, just incredible how she waited, the posture of waiting that these two individuals had. They, wait, waiting well requires a posture and some of those things that describe her posture are expectancy she she never left the temple you never leave a place that you when you're expecting something to happen you just want to remain there and wait for it to come right she never left she was expectant uh, it reminds me of Habakkuk when he said in uh, Habakkuk 2 uh, chapter 2 verse 1 he said I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts I will look to see what he will say to me. In other words, he says, I, if I'm going to wait, I'm going to expect something from God. I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to be watching expectantly. I'm going to be hoping. And that's what Anna had in her, uh, in her character, this expectancy. And then there was this devotion on her part. Worship, she worshiped, she prayed, she fasted at the temple as she never left that place and she continued in, a, in, a, in an attitude and in a posture of devotion between that place of promise and that place of fulfillment. And that's what sustains us. Prayer, worship, fasting sustained her. It, 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 it was the fuel she needed to keep going during those during those seasons. And man, can you imagine all those seasons of just the temptation to forget, the temptation to, to uh, maybe, maybe even step out and, and leave the temple and not come back. She never, she, never, she never 
she never did that because she was fueled by this devotion that she had for God. So don't leave your post. Stand watch. Stay connected to the source. And he will give you the perseverance. And that perseverance will pay off. That perseverance will pay off. Care, uh, what, is, what does it say in the scripture? I think it's in Romans. Uh, perseverance produces character, character, hope. Hope does not disappoint us. Hope is what uh, God, it's because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So, and she also had this insight. People who wait well get words from God. They get revelation. They get insight. God opens, God shares his secrets with them. And so she had this insight and she, it says when she saw the child, she spoke about him. She spoke to the people about the Messiah. She was filled with wisdom and insight. I imagine all those years in the temple were very instrumental in giving, making her a very wise and discerning follower of God. So don't leave your post. She spoke about the child. She became the resident evangelist in the temple, um, sharing the good news with people before very, very few really, really knew what that was, what was going on. So others simply hoped for redemption, but Anna, she actively pursued the, the Messiah and pursued and waited, and therefore she had the inside scoop. The sons of Issachar were like that. They, they, knew, they understood the times, it says in the scriptures, that, that they had this inside scoop. And there's something about, I believe, a connection there between a person who waits on God and a person who gets revelation and insight in the secrets of the Lord. And then out of that flowed this beautiful way that she spoke about the child to all who came into the temple. So what do we do, though? There's those voices of discouragement that do come and doubt that do come in the waiting. So let me just encourage you, if you've, if you have, if you've taken hold of some promises and it's hard to, to hold on to those and to persevere in them and to wait intentionally and uh, actively, maybe, maybe something has discouraged you. Uh, maybe something has yet to be fulfilled, and it just encourage you, st stay in that position to know, uh, the, so that you know the fulfillment of that promise when, when it comes. Stay in a place, stay in a posture of waiting. We can, we can be actively serving, and there's the church, the church is great. Uh, at, we have an amazing church that serves. Uh, I remember Pastor Sue telling me one, one time how many these, these uh, uh, volunteer dinners that we have, that, that we've had annually, where, where, all the, where we just celebrate um, God's people and, and how, how you guys all serve in the body of Christ and in so many different ways and use your gifts and your strengths to serve the body of Christ and serve the community. And it was, a, it was like, I was thinking like, this is this is like 75% of the church, you know, that are coming to, to this. And so the ratio of people, this is amazing service-oriented church. 
But in the serving, but in the serving, don't forget to balance that out with devotion. Devotion to God, devotion to him sitting at the feet of Jesus will fuel us for the long haul and keep us serving well and, and bring meaning and purpose to that as well. So does my service to God really reflect that hope that I have in someone really, truly waiting in expectation for his promises to be fulfilled? Or has it kind of become lifeless and routine? If it has, get back to the intentional waiting. And this is, a, this is just a wonderful time of the year to be able to do that, to reflect, to remember, and to anticipate God's, not only remember his first coming, but to look beyond that and realize that he has, he's coming again. And I want to be, I want to be ready. I want to have, I want to have my lamp burning as, as Jesus said, be ready and keep your lamps burning, keep oil in, in your lamp. And that will keep you going and sustain you for the long haul. Let's not miss what God is saying, I guess is all is really all I'm saying. Let's not miss what God is saying and doing in these days Yes, of craziness and of chaos, yes, but in these days where he's the Prince of Peace is so ready to meet with us and to, and to give us his encouragement, give us his promises, give us things that we can hold on to and remind us that he's a faithful, faithful, faithful God. We just love you, church, and we are so thankful for each one of you and this community and if I say any more, I'll start crying too. So I'm going to hand it over to Pastor. <laughs> and we can eat some of that chili. Yeah, it's almost 11.30, so I think we're okay. <laughs> well, if you take cornbread and open it up and put chili on it with cheese and then sour cream, it's kind of like biscuits and gravy. <laughs> or a chili cheese omelet or something like that. Amen. Um, we're just going to take a minute and uh, just pray with Tim and Eve and just pray as a family. Uh, they've been, and Wayne and Sally have been such a part of our family for so long, and uh, it's just an amazing. I think back on the years you've helped us mentor and raise up in our Bible school and uh, invested into young lives, and many of those are across the country now, active and involved. And uh, in fact, I got a an email from James Shoemate and Don who moved to Tennessee, but they're involved in the church. Then I watched a video of James preaching in there, but he sent me an email thanking us for Bible school and what he learned there, and you guys were a part of that and, and others that are out there uh, in ministry and stuff. So it's just been a blessing. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask uh, Tim and Eve to come, and uh, Wayne and Sally, if you guys come up here. And we're just going to get around you as a family and pray over you. And uh, you guys have been so instrumental in inspiring uh, so many. Uh, Wayne and I got to break the law one day together. <laughs> well, we, not completely, we went trout fishing and caught like, I don't know, hundred and some odd fish, but we let them all go. But we had fun. We caught a bunch of fish fly fishing. I think I just come right up here and get, I'm going to get room so everybody, I want, you're going to sit, well, let me just get a chair for him. All right, let's do that. You guys come, you know what, let me disconnect these. And we'll put them up oh here. my God.
That's why I want people to be able to get around you. You can sit right there. Awesome. I just want this. Honey, I'm glad you're in here. Um, let's just have Tim and Eve stand there. But if you'd like to come be a part of this prayer, we're just going to invite our church family to come up. We just want to get around them and pray over them and love on them. I forgot to say, Emma sends her love. Uh, she's still in Guatemala, so she won't get to say goodbye in person. But super cool. Um, we... We had the same home church in Chico um, where mom and dad raised me and Tim's folks raised him. And so we had that church to launch us into missions. And like, that's one thing that missionaries don't have usually is like a church that helps them launch their kids. And um, so to have that with Emma and have all of you, Becca and Eli and Sean and Dana and a church family like this to launch amend missions like has been like cherry on the top hey there come on everybody we can get in close amen and that's what this fellowship is for that we can spend time together and you can love on them over there and that but uh this is family and we just want to commission them as family together father we just thank you today for the gift of family. Lord, you make us a part of the family of God. You knit and blend our hearts together. You give us gifts and abilities that cause us to be able to bless one another, to strengthen one another, encourage one another. So, Father, we thank you today for the gift and the blessing. Lord, your, your word tells us that the body is jointly framed and fit together and edified by the part that every joint supplies. And Father, today as a church body, we have been edified and strengthened and built up by what these two couples have brought into our congregation. They have strengthened us. They have encouraged us. They have loved us and supported us. They have prayed for us. They have stood with us. And they've been an example to us of following you. So Father, we thank you that this door that you've opened for them in this new season, Lord. God, you will cause it to be a one of increase and promotion and, Father, and new things that you would have for them. Lord, we just pray your blessing over them. We pray you continue to keep your hand upon them. We pray for health and strength uh, for both Wayne and Sally, Father. Continue to renew their strength. Lord, as you said in Psalms 103, that bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits that you daily load us with them. God, that you forgive all our iniquities and you heal all of our diseases. So we declare your healing power, strength, and provision over them in Jesus' name, that you'll continue to use them where they are there in Kuna, Idaho, Father, that you will bless them, you'll bless the church that they become a part of, and, Father, that others will be blessed as we have been by the gift you place in them and in Tim and Eve as well. Father, you continue to open doors for them, for the ministry. This move is expanding their opportunities. So we thank you, Father, that you're going to continue to use them in a mighty way. Thank you for increase and promotion and provision over their lives and also for your health and strength and protection over them. Lord, as they travel so much, Father, keep your hand upon them. And, Lord, we just praise you. We thank you. 
And again, Father, as a family, we just thank you, Lord, that uh, that's what we are. We are family. And so, Father, we just want to bless them today. We want to honor them. We want them to know they are loved. And, Lord, it goes without saying, you know that they're going to be missed. But, Father, we want them to go in peace. We want them to go in love. And so, Father, we just bless them today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Honey, you want to? You said so much. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Pastor already just prayed so many things that are on my heart, Father. But I thank you for these families, God. They've been so... So they think we've supported them, Father, but they've supported us. And God, they've just um, been so much a part of what this church is, of where we are. Lord, I thank you for them. I thank you for their, their love, God, their prayers, their faith. And we continue, Lord, just to um, pray for them as they launch out on this next season in their life. God, I just know that you have good things prepared for them, Lord. We thank you for the time they were a part of our lives, God, and for that blessing. And we just love them with all of our hearts. In your name, amen. Father, we just thank you right now. I thank you, Father, for the honor to pray with these couples. I thank you, Father, for what they've sown into us, Lord. I thank you for the word of the Lord, and I thank you, Father, that even you, Wayne, you've taught the people. You've showed the people what it is to walk with God. And so, God, we just thank you, and we bless their feet. Father, beautiful are the feet that carry the gospel for all four of them, Father, as they go forth. I thank you for the new community. I thank you for the new church. I thank you for the people that you're going to meet. Lord, I thank you, and I just pray a blessing blessing a special blessing upon them and I give you all the glory and the praise I thank you that they're not done you're not done you're not done so I thank you Lord there will be people that will enter into your place into your home into the community that you'll be able to minister to and I thank you that you're they're going to see the love of Jesus in both of you and so Lord we just thank you and we just pray a blessing we pray in abundance and we thank you father that there would be a blessing that would overtake them and that it would be beyond their wildest dreams that you would bless them. I thank you, Lord, that your that they are going to have everything is going to be fulfilled. That there is a destiny, and that it will be well done and good, faithful servant when it's that time. So, God, we will, we rejoice, and we don't say goodbye, but we will see you in the future. In Jesus' name. You. <laughs> Father God, we just we just thank you for for Wayne and Sally, Father God, and Tim and Eve, Lord. But Father God, you've just Lord put Wayne in my life, Father God. Lord, I've come to meetings, Father God, not knowing why I'm, I'm supposed to be there, Father God, but Wayne will have a word, and I'll know that's why I was at that meeting, Father God. Lord, his wisdom, Father God. Lord, just strengthen him, Father God. I lift unto you right now, Father God, this fa these two families, Father God. Put a covering over them, Father God. Safe travels, Father God, but Lord, just open the doors that need to be open for them, Father God. But Wayne and Sally, you're not done. You're not done. You are lives to be touched, Father. And you're an example of what a good Christian family is. You are that example. You're that shiny light. You are that light that we all strive to be, Father. We just give you thanks for this couple. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. 